This show was first broadcast on Access Radio Taranaki 104.4 FM, thanks to New Zealand On Air. Kia ora tātou. You're listening to That C Word, brought to you by the Cancer Society in Taranaki. We're going to talk about anything to do with cancer, that dreaded C word, and the journey itself, how you might prevent it, the supports that we have in our community, any events that we've got coming up, any new research or exciting or new information that might be out there, and basically just anything, anything to do with that dreaded C word, cancer. Just get so many trips around the sun that you're only, only Welcome to That C Word. I'm Kate and I'm here with Paul Klenner, who's our guest today, and he's here talking about prostate cancer. Again, we're um, following on from last time where we met Graham and um, yeah, Paul and Graham work together in a couple of areas and so we'll just go into a bit more of the detail around that and Paul's story. Welcome Paul. Yeah, hi Kate, it's great to be here this morning. <laughs> awesome. So yeah, where did it all start <coughs> for you? Uh, it all started uh, about four and a half years ago mm-hmm. and I, uh, unlike Graham, Graham um, never used to get go and get checked we're mm-hmm. kind of opposite sides of a coin yeah. uh, whereas I used to go along and get an annual check yep. you know your yep. cholesterol and your PSA and all those sorts of things and as a result of that there was a, a small change that, mm-hmm. that the doctor had, had registered yep. and the doctor being a very efficient doctor decided to do um, further examination and then sent me along to a urologist mm-hmm. and as a result of the urologist check uh, and then a, a further biopsy, um, I ended up then needing surgery, mm-hmm. a, a removal. Yeah. Um, and the interesting thing with, uh, with it is, is that everybody's different. Mm. So they talk about PSA, and PSA is a, uh, a prostate-specific antigen that right. is tested, and that rises... Um, when uh, a man gets prostate cancer mm-hmm. or cancer cells. And the cancer cells uh, it can range from very mild yeah. to very aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, and, they, and they use a scale from 1 to 10. And mine was uh, pretty aggressive, so um, I, I elected for surgery. And there's lots of different mm-hmm. options you can have. You can decide to go on a hormone treatment. You can get radiation. Yeah. You can get brachiotherapy. Uh, you can get a removal. Mm-hmm. And each of them have their own risks and, and advantages yeah, associated with that. So um, for me, I chose to have an operation. Yeah. Well, it really wasn't a choice, to be honest. And sometimes <laughs> um, we're the ones, when we say we choose it, we just mentally have to say, yes, that's yeah, what I, I want to yeah. go through. And <clears throat> at the time, you, you think about all these side effects or potential consequences of, of having this operation... But the reality is, as you go, well, I just need to deal with those if and when yeah, they occur. Yeah. So I had an operation, and um, yeah, it was a very good op, healed well. Uh, that's one of the things that you must do afterwards yeah. is, is make sure that you recover well. And <coughs> however, there was some small traces of, of cells remaining, and as a result, mm. um, 
six months later they they uh, put me through a radiation um, treatment which is mm-hmm. three and a half years past and I'm uh, all clear yeah. and and looks like that will remain like that so I'm I'm really really thankful for that and as a result of all of that learning and all of those experiences I went through, um, I found things that, that helped me and I found mm-hmm. things that were missing um, from the system, so to speak. The, um, the people that are in the medical system are really, really good at what they do. Um, the urologists, mm-hmm. um, the radiation specialists, um, and, and so uh, the oncologists. Yeah. And um, they make sure they work hard to, you know, make the outcome as, as best mm. as possible. Now it was interesting because um, I, uh, with the radiation treatment, I wasn't too sure about that. When I first heard about cancer, most people haven't got a clue what radiation is or chemo mm. is, right? Mm. So, and they're quite different, but you just hear about it and you're kind of a little afraid to talk about it with someone that's gone through it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I found that many men end up having to you know, go through the radiation experience. The key thing I found out with radiation was they won't do it until about six months after your operation because you have to heal well on the inside. If they radiate and you aren't healed, then... um, It won't heal. It won't heal. Yeah, Yeah, it won't heal. So operation, so part of the um, risks associated with um, having an operation is, of course, that you become incontinent. Um, you lose nerves around um, uh, you can around your rectum, mm-hmm. uh, around your your bladder, um, and those sorts of things. It's it's highly complex down there. Mm. The prostate's um, is about the size of an acorn, and it's actually connected to to your bladder. So the tubes from your testicles run through your prostate as well as your um, urine line from oh, your bladder. So yeah. they both go through your prostate. So in a prostate operation, they actually have to cut the line at your bladder, cut it on the other side of the prostate, they cut the line, of course, that run to your testicles, and and, uh, that's not rejoined. Um, And the the challenge then is is to get that reconnection uh, back to the bladder. And either side of the the, uh, prostate uh, I believe this is what mm-hmm. I'll, be, I'll stand corrected <laughs> is there's what's called a, a sphincter muscle mm-hmm. and it's this little muscle that opens and contracts and men and women both have yeah. sphincter muscles mm-hmm. and it's what we squeeze when we want to stop having yeah. a pee yeah. and the challenge for the doctors is to reconnect that and, and that not be damaged mm-hmm. and, and rejoin it back to the bladder yeah. And I suppose that can cause some problems if it doesn't. It can, and that's mm. where the incontinence comes right. from, is, yeah. is controlling that. So uh, part, of, um, part of the operation process, and this is something that um, we don't get uh, to see enough men and, and where the Cancer Society and other organisations and that can help, mm. is the pre-op exercising. Oh, right, yeah. You know, where you're doing yep. pelvic floors, and there's actually specialists out there. Mm. Um, I didn't know that guys could, had to do pelvic floor yep, exercises. Yep, yep. <laughs> it's quite a process, yeah, actually, yeah. and they yeah. make a lot of fun. <laughs> I know all about it being a woman, but I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 
But um, yeah. So can I just we'll, we'll have a quick break. We'll come back because this is really interesting. But um, we yeah we'll just break up for a moment and I'll, we'll be back shortly with um, yeah further convo. The song is Bread with Guitar Man. <laughs> the guitar man Who's gonna steal the show You know, baby, it's the guitar man He can make you love He can make you cry He will bring you down And he'll get you high Something keeps him going Miles and miles a day Find another place to play Night after night we treat you right Baby, it's the guitar man Who's on the radio You go listen to the guitar man Welcome back to That C Word. You're here with Kate and Paul, our guest, and we're on Access Radio 104.4 FM. 
So we were just talking about pre-surgery and what you needed to know and stuff that you hadn't kind of been... You, you, you mentioned in the break that you're still finding out things now that you should have known pre... You know, when you yeah. were going through your diagnosis and stuff. So it's amazing that, you know, there's so much to know and and learn yeah. about all of this. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a it's a really interesting area, Kate. Because um, as much as Graham and I work really hard to make contact with with men, many yeah. men say I'm I'm okay, and yeah. so therefore they 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 are a little afraid. And I don't know what they're afraid of, mm. but other than um, maybe that you know there's a big mind shift in, in the paradigms from. Um, you know, I used to be normal in life and life's rocking on and now all of a sudden I've, I've got this issue, yeah. right? Um, so there's things that men need to know. Um, it may or may not affect them. Mm-hmm. Some guys get through pretty lucky mm. and, and others yeah. um, are challenged in every direction they, they seem to take. Yeah. So I'm just going to give you a few stats first mm. um, and then kind of go into a little bit more detail about about um, some of the effects of, of the op and things that men um, uh, are challenged with afterwards. Mm-hmm. Okay. So every year in New Zealand, 4,000 men are diagnosed with prostate cancer. Yep. So, and they're all at various stages. So some of them, it's too late for mm-hmm. them. It's already metastasized. Right. It, it's through their body, and so therefore they'll go on to maybe a hormone treatment that will hold the uh, the progression um, so it takes away your testosterone and testosterone's what um, yeah. the, the cancer cells thrive on and so they work really hard and in, in, in endeavoring to keep um, that down and give you some years and some good years mm. Se- 700 men uh, annually die from it and so some of those are from the ones diagnosed that year and some yeah. of them of course three four five six ten down years the down the track yeah. But one in eight men will actually have prostate cancer in their lifetime. Mm. Very early on in my 30s or 40s, I heard what was described, and I believe is the biggest lie uh, out there for men, and that is that men will die with prostate cancer. They won't die from prostate cancer. That is not true. People die from prostate cancer, Mm. and... um, so if you're out there thinking, you know, yeah, I've got prostate cancer, and, but I'll die from something else, that might be the case. Mm. But you will certainly die from having prostate it's, cancer. It's that it can metastasize and, and take over, and just Absolutely. like any other cancer, can't it? Any other cancer, and yeah. it can come up. It, it can eventually end up um, causing tumours in your mm. in your head. Uh, uh, it can give you um, tumours all through your spine and go into mm. bone It's a cancer. fairly aggressive form of cancer, isn't it? Yep. Out of all of the types that you can get. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Hence, hence they want to keep it local and having the radiation treatment mm. um, is generally mopping up, after you've had a removal, is generally yep. mopping up, um, you know, a what, dozen or a hundred cells. That are lo- yep, yeah. the leftovers. Yeah, yeah. And so... Um, it's really, really important for men to get on a routine. Um, if you've got a history in your family of prostate cancer, mm-hmm. start in your, mm-hmm. you know, maybe 35, have a, a PSA, 40, have a PSA mm-hmm. in every couple of years, but certainly by the time you're 50, you should be having a test annually. Yeah. 
Can I just ask, were you, did you, because you were quite good with testing and, and being, having those warrant of fitness type te- tests with your doctor, is that because you had um, someone else in your family that had had prostate cancer or were you just really mindful of being aware of what's going on in your body and, and being, you know, just... Yeah, uh, I think it was the the industry I worked in. Right. It was very okay. um, health conscious, you know, yep. health and safety and yep. so forth. And so they had programs and speakers uh. and, and that sort of thing. And you get very early on in, in your in your male life, yeah. um, you decide that you know I should it should be a good thing to do that. And also yeah. having a really good doctor right. yeah. is crucial. Yep. They'll say no, nah, we're going to start doing some some benchmarks. Right. Because it's all about change. Yeah, noticing so, the change yeah. in the tests. Yeah, just building up trends and then you notice mm. the change. And you're better off capturing the change uh, really early because mm. uh, yeah. then you can do something about it. And uh, but, and you may be able to just carry on um, mm. an, what we call a, a normal uh, life. You hadn't had any in that, in that year before because you were doing yearly or annual checks. And that the year before you were diagnosed or you know, discover that there was something that had changed, there was no inkling? No. No, no it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, uh, it's a silent disease, yeah. seriously. Yeah. Um, what you may notice, you may notice some change with your um, urinary um, uh, volume right. or, or your, your power to pee, so yeah. to speak. <laughs> Streaks um, of the stream. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> which which older men suffer from anyway. anyway yeah. um, their mm-hmm. prostates will will swell slowly. Some of them will need a bit of a reaming out um, to to clear the passage so mm-hmm. they can get better flow. Um, that doesn't mean you've got cancer. No. It just means that your prostate's getting a bit bit older and so yeah. forth. Um, but yeah, that's probably one sign. Mm. Uh, other than that, no, it's it, you. Very, you start finding. Um, you're getting aches in your back or right. other things, and it's metastasized. Yeah. Um. yeah. So uh, one thing that I find kind of shocking is that we don't have um, a screening that, that's um, no regular. You know, like there's not a screening program around. For, there is for breast cancer and for bowel screening and all of those sorts of things, that's but right. but not for prostate cancer, and that's no. kind of concerning to me. But. It is. And so the Prostate Cancer Foundation of New Zealand are advocating and doing a lot of work in the background. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a Prostate Cancer Foundation rep here in, in New oh, Plymouth. With, with, yeah. We're both part of that with Graham. Yeah. And so we're connected with, with what's going on uh, nationally yeah. in the screening program. And there are people that have, um, you know, advocating with the government. The challenge for the government is I just don't think they've got the resources. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and needed as a medical profession. No. Profession, yeah. It's, yeah, so it is really, really important then for it to be a self-regulated um, kind of thing where you are taking yourself to the doctor and making sure that you're getting those tests instead of relying on a screening programme that we all kind of do for, you know, I mean, I'm waiting for to be old enough to have my mammogram, you know, and that's yes. the thing that I think that potentially I might need to do earlier but that's you know like do we do that with our own cars you know like (laughs) so we have to be yeah responsible for our it would be interesting to do a survey of a thousand men you know um say from 40 up and go can you Mm. tell me what the prostate is Mm. yeah Uh, I would imagine half of them wouldn't know what it is or where it was and what it did um and so therefore there's part of the pro there's part of the problem problem absolutely it's just the awareness of of your own body yeah yeah I think that's important anyway eh? to know yeah. um, 
you know, like if you notice a change, I, I talk about this with skin cancer when I'm talking about that with um, people that I talk with, about like if you notice a, a slight lesion or a, a mark that's sort of changed over time, you need to know that about your body because we don't, you know, you can't rely on someone else or a mole map or a doctor or whoever else to kind of know this stuff because it's right. your body, you yeah. know. Be be mindful of what's happening in your body. Well, it's no different than getting your eyes checked and your yeah, ears checked yeah, and those yeah. sorts of things. Yeah. yeah, but it can be quite a scary thing to do when you're, I don't know, worried that something might go wrong, you know. You just sort of steer yeah. care instead, <laughs> which is the wrong thing to do. So I think one of the challenges is, is that um, if you go to the dentist, you get a filling. Yeah. It's not, you're not going to die from having a filling. If you go to the doctor and get a test for something called cancer, all of a sudden, yeah. you know, sitting it's near like, ah. and experiencing someone telling you, it's like, oh, you've got cancer, but just relax, it's yeah, all right, you yeah, know, and, yeah. and, you, and you're, you're not actually listening to anything more that they say. No. And so it's important to always have something um, with you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, your support person, your partner, your wife. That's right. So that you've got the other person taking in the stuff that you're not taking in. Yeah, right. definitely. Do you know what? I'm I'm kind of feeling that at the moment. I'm about to go and have a gestational diabetes test because I've got a. I'm pregnant, and I'm really nervous about it because I'm thinking, oh, what? Well, I don't want to know if I've got gestational diabetes. But you know, if if I don't, then potentially it's going to have massive implications on on the labor so you know it's I think we we have this mindset anyway where we are so weary of or fearful of the results but it's you, you know you can actually avoid so many of the possible yeah bad um, implications yeah. if yeah. you actually deal with it at the beginning and in saying that I'm now going to go and book my test for the gestational diabetes <laughs> test because I'm Good. telling myself off <laughs> but um, yeah it's I think we just need to um, kind of it's yeah take that take that back and, and own that ourselves because yeah you know no one else is going to do it for us so you know being being told that's kind of interesting because um, one of the things I did uh, rightly or wrongly, I stayed away from the internet. Right. Because uh, the internet will tell me that I'm going to die tomorrow, yeah. but it will tell me that I'm going to live yeah. forever as well. So yeah. you get this massive range. Yeah. And, of course, and a lot of it's rubbish anyway because it hasn't been referenced. Yeah, but we, we end up catastrophizing <laughs> yeah, and going to the absolutely. worst case, right? Yep, so you do. think, oh, God, now I've got to, is my will is my will in place? Have I have I got all mm. of this sorted, you know? And, and, and you, you start running through all of this. Um, yeah, the what ifs. Yeah, mm. yeah fatalistic um, kind of thinking now look in some cases it could very well be and that's mm. tragic mm. Uh, but in most cases um, it, it isn't you know it, it'll yeah. be somewhere down the path for yeah. every one of us of course uh, so we should be um, you know well organized mm. and, and not panic all about that sort of thing um, but getting good help and good support so for instance the can the prostate cancer foundation yeah. they have a, a counts a free counseling service available mm -hmm. for men Right. And we've even um, local men here have, have used used them. Yeah. Um, and that's something that they've worked on, and that's that's crucial. Um, Great. Helping people um, adjust their thinking and, and getting out of where where they're at to be able to move forward is mm -hmm. crucial. That's um, part of some what you do, and you, yep. you're part of the men men can talk group. That's right. Yeah. So that's a big part of that, is it? Yes, getting it is. them to talk a bit yep. more and be absolutely. Yeah. Because um, mm. the, the the key thing we try to do with our network, and I'll, t I'll talk a little, a little bit a little, little bit later on, mm -hmm. is um, 
getting people to a place where suicide's not an option. Right. Yeah. Because it's very real. There's a there's a higher um, rate of suicide in men that have a a cancer. Mm-hmm. I won't say just specifically prostate mm-hmm. cancer, but but a cancer, um, which is tragic. Mm-hmm. So we all need to be you know on our guard and watching. Yeah. And if people are tending to withdraw more rather than talk about it, then then you need to be um, helping right, and yeah. talking, yeah. being alongside. Yeah. And I suppose is. Yeah, it would be this. It's that having that um, that enormity of this unknown and all of that is that part of what it is. And so, with talking and and reaching out to others, you can kind of it's not so unknown. You can kind of yeah. delve into their experience and maybe see that it's not so yeah, yeah. catastrophized or you know the word. That's right. Aren't coming to my brain, but yeah, yeah, it's that sharing of of um, experiences is yes, really right. important for that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah no, that's you're absolutely right. I I just want to step back a bit yeah. if we've got a moment. Um, there's just just some technical things that um, we were going to cover off yeah, about yeah. what what uh, what I should have learned about. <laughs> Um, and this isn't necessarily for me. It's just some of the things that I that I've learnt with with the male um, function. And yeah. uh, then you find that um, the to maintain male health, or um, if you like, uh, male function. So most yeah. most men have have an erection, yeah. and so it's really important for that blood flow um, to be mm-hmm. to be working in there. And what um, a lot of men are learning is, is that they um, can, prior to having the operation and after the operation, there's um, tools and techniques that you can use to maintain male mm-hmm. function and mm-hmm. male health. Yeah. So you don't necessarily um, lose everything. Yeah. Uh, and those are the things sometimes that a men aren't, uh, aren't talking about. And or fearful of. A, yeah, fearful yeah, of. Yeah. So it's really, really important for a man to maintain blood flow, mm-hmm. and there's um, specialist physios out there from uh, an organisation that we work with is Pink and yeah. Steel, yeah. and Steel is the is the male side of it, and there's physios there that work on erectile dysfunction, mm-hmm. blood flow, yeah. uh, and it's really important that men uh, know about this not long after their mm-hmm. operations. Um, and so forth. So that and is it something that's do. not talked about? Oh, it's not talked about enough. Mm. Yeah, hardly ever. Right. I mean, I learnt this a couple of years after. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You know, my treatment. Um, fortunately, I was I was okay. Mm. So, but but it's just learning these things. Yeah, and and I suppose for some that don't get told about it, then that's going to impact their their whole journey prior oh, to surgery, and and it can impact so much of their life. Like. It would, yeah. Yeah. Mm, okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, awesome. I think we actually need to have a show specifically about prostate cancer. Because <laughs> yeah. there's so much. Oh, yeah. Between you and Graham, I think you could have another 10 shows together. <laughs> it's fantastic. I, yeah, I've loved having 
the both of you in here and maybe when we get out of this COVID space when we can have more people in the studio having the two of you in here together would be great too <laughs> but um because yeah. Yeah, yeah you've got so much knowledge and um, experience and I think it's fantastic are we I think we're kind of running out of time so we have to wrap up but have, is there anything that you'd like to finish off with just to um f- yeah wrap up for today is that we haven't covered off Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's lots, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, so um, uh, if you're an organisation out there, a business out there, um, or a place that have men, and you would like somebody to come and talk to you, mm-hmm. um, Graham and I uh, will come on behalf of the Prostate Cancer Foundation and, yeah. and speak to you about, um, yeah. you know, to the men and answer any questions. Yeah. Uh, really, really important. Awesome, that's great. We haven't been able to do that because of the COVID, Yeah. but it's certainly on our um, to-do list yeah. and we'll be going out looking. Yeah, and, and, and similar with our Cancer Society support groups and things like that, we've had them, um, you know, kind of a bit put on hold and, and you've you're a part of those as yes, well, aren't you? That's so, right. the, um, yeah, it's a shame because it has really impacted that support. But um, it is still there, even if it's just by phone. If there's, um, so if you were to get in contact with the Cancer Society, and we can then put you in contact with Paul yeah. and uh, Graham and their support groups and all of the other things that we can provide. Yeah. So, okay, we'll wrap up there. Thank you so much, Paul. And yeah, we need to. Yeah, part you. two of this. Yeah. Oh, thanks very much, Kate. <laughs> Not a problem. Yeah. Thanks, Cole. Anytime. You've been listening to That C Word, brought to you by Taranaki Cancer Society. If you'd like to listen back to any of our shows, you can find them as podcasts on the Access Radio Taranaki website, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. This show was first broadcast on Access Radio Taranaki 104.4 FM, thanks to New Zealand On Air.